Hello, I'm Brenna. And I'm Raquel. And this is Religion Made Me Do It. This is Religion Made Me Do It, the podcast where we have an open discussion about religion and how it affects our everyday lives. Brenna, care to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name's Brenna. It's with a Y, not an E, not an A, not anything else. Um, hello. Okay, Brenda. Stop. Yeah, so a little bit about my spiritual upbringing. It was, it was quite the experience. So I grew up in a non-denominational church of Christianity. And although a lot of people think that when I say that, that we all held hands and sang Kumbaya, it was actually a little bit more fundamentalist than that. Um, yeah, I felt like a lot of the women were facing oppression, along with having to wear head coverings, um, not really getting to do anything but participate in the worship service. Yeah, it was just really kind of like a, an interesting experience. And yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but if you're, if you're non-denominational and you like it, great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. It just didn't really work out for me. It was yeah. kind of like, Hell. And there's also, like, lots of non-denominational Christians and churches out there that are very progressive and practice, like, a very... Yeah, more like... the word? More, um... Just, like, a pure version of Christianity, and that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I did not thing. feel like that's what I had um, between, like, the obvious sexism, you know, no musical instruments, just very, like, rigid structure, mm -hmm. like, and... I don't feel like that's fair to have religion be so rigid when it's up for interpretation exactly. for the individual. And so that's why it did not really personally work out for me. But yeah, I'm not like a straight up atheist. I do really enjoy like atheist podcasts and stuff just because I feel like it really answers a lot of questions for me and makes me feel less of like an idiot most of the time. It, it just makes me feel better about myself. Personally, Sick. which really helps me get over how scarred I am by some of the religious experiences that I've had. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so that's me. Right on. Yeah, go ahead, Raquel. All right, well, I'm Raquel. I grew up in Texas, a very conservative part of Texas. It was fine. Um, I mean, it was Texas. It was Texas. I mean, love, love my parents, love my childhood. Um, we did grow up in a evangelical Protestant household, um, also non-denominational. And we went to church, like, sometimes, sometimes we'd go like all the time and then sometimes we wouldn't go at all. Um, it just really depended. But we also um, like went to like the church camps and stuff, um, complete with <laughs> burning crosses at the, at the church camp. We might have to unpack that at a different day. Yeah, <laughs> I have some church camp stories too, and most of them involve like sexual assault. And I feel like it's kind of like that one time at band camp, but it's that one time. Yeah, at church camp. but it's like so much worse because it's like the group think of religion intermingled with kids trying to have fun and yeah. understand like who they are uh -huh. and who they're turning into before that they actually like understand how you know 
the rest of the world works. Yeah. I don't know. I like to call it premature brainwashing. It is kind of wild to watch, though. It is, like, to watch, like, all of your peers around you, like, simultaneous be, be and, like, at a young age, like, middle school or so, very impressionable yeah, and, and it's hating like, your lives and then put the, put them all out in the woods and be like, okay, you did that shitty thing to Cindy. All right, write it down, nail it to this cross. We're going to burn it away and you're going to be forgiven. Wow, that's so intense. Yes. Yeah, so intense. for me, I feel like my, so while your church camp was more like X-rated, mine was like a little <laughs> bit more um, like PG. Um, actually, let's raise it to like, PG to rated R just because of the whole sexual assault thing. Yeah, um, we're gonna, we're gonna like unpack that later at some okay. point, I'm sure. But um, yeah, looking back on it, I just think that it's funny that the parents who like raise their kids to believe like certain ways, which is fine. That's normal. I feel like that's the experience of being a parent, even yeah. though I'm not one. And also you want to give your kids the best. And if like, and if you, you and if you think that that's, that belief is what's going to be the best for them. I understand Absolutely. that. That makes, like, the most sense. Mm -hmm. But also, like, as an adult now and looking back at some of that, like, I questioned a lot of it. And I thought that it was kind of interesting that, especially looking back on it now, that as, like, a child who didn't really understand most of the concepts that usually revolve around what's being called sin, mm -hmm. like... You know, like, can, like, a 13-year-old or, like, younger really understand, like, the values of, like, having a sexual relationship and being able to say, like, whether or not that's sinful or not? No. Not no, I don't really feel like that's the case. And so, like, basically shunning all of those things even when you don't really understand or when you can't, when you're not even old enough to, like, get your head around, like, the whole concept of it before you're already calling it a sin. Mm-hmm. So it's like you haven't even really had any prior judgment about it. You're just already calling it something, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess this is the, the podcast where we talk about um, a variety of topics. We bring in Bible stories, talk about the Veggie Tales, and yeah, we're gonna um, do some Veggie Tales reviews. It's we're gonna, gonna be a great lots time. Of veggie Tales reviews. <laughs> we're gonna talk about religious cults. Oh, I love that. Yes. Um, religious crimes. Those are always fun. Yeah. Uh, satanic panic. Some good shit. Yes. Satanism. I love Ooh. me. I love me some good Satanism. I I'm sorry, Mom. Satanist. <laughs> also, Hail sorry. Sorry, Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Can we start off the podcast like that? Hail Satan. Hi. This is um, Religion Made Me Do It. Hail Satan. I don't know. Would you guys still watch it? Listen to it? I, I just realized you can't see us. I support it. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, yeah, sure. Hail Satan. Anyways, this is the podcast where um, you can come listen to us talk about all that good shit and maybe find um, some peace if there is questioning. Lord, I know I need peace. <laughs> This is why I'm doing this because, man, it has been a traumatic because experience. Because therapy is expensive. God, yes. <laughs> Lord. Between, like, the, between the, um, the sex before marriage and, like, oh, man, I have some stories. 
between talk about. between like the fake dinosaurs, the grandfather trying to circumcise himself, the uh, sexual assault at church camp, um, burning crosses, burning crosses. Um, um, I was quote unquote saved when I was eight. I'm like, sure, honey, I'm sure you were. The... <laughs> I believe you. Concept of hell for an eight-year-old is very scary. Yeah, it really is. Okay. And also blood moons and revelation. Okay. <laughs> so... Same time. This is, like, kind of going off of that, but when I was, like, younger and in a church, there was, like, um, a family, and they had two sons. One was older, and the other one was a little younger. And they were, like, separated by, like, maybe, like, one or two years. Mm-hmm. And the older kid... Um, he got baptized when he was, like, eight. Mm-hmm. And my mom told me that the reason that he did that was because he was so afraid that if he went to hell, like, he he was just so yeah. afraid of dying and going to hell. And yeah. I'm like, and, and at the time, I was like, oh, that makes sense. But, like, now looking back on it, I'm like, God, that's traumatic. I think they also do it around that time because... Like, that's when Jesus went into the temple and was, like... Like, that's when he kind of broke away from his parents. Also, like, he's fucking God in a human body. But they're like, yeah, let's apply the same rule to um, regular human children. And also, it's interesting how it... Like, in different sects of Christianity, it is... Like, it happens in different ways. So in Catholicism you get baptized when you're a baby and it's like, you're good. Like, yeah, you're good. good. You're good. (laughs) But you don't remember that. But then with like some of the Protestant ones, you know, you go through the conversion. Like you recognize I am sinful. I'm a shitty human being. Oh yeah. For like, for, for me, it was like, no, you can't just like get a little wet. It's like, you gotta like get soaking, like your, your head to toe. It's like, if you got in the water and like that tiny little bit of your hair didn't get wet, fuck it. Like, no, you ain't saved. Like it, it, the, the powers of Jesus Christ on this water. Wait, when were you baptized? Like 13. I think I got baptized a few different times because I felt like I had gone astray. I regret it. Yeah. 100%. I don't know. I looked kind of cute in my little robe pic. I didn't get pictures. Like, I think... Oh, it was an event. It wasn't an event for me. It was literally like we drove by the church after it was already closed. Somebody opened it and it was like, we saving this woman today. Well, I went to a mega church and they would... um, Put it on a screen. Like That's the big, terrifying. The big TV screen. I would be afraid. <laughs> I can't remember if that happened. I would be scarred. But you know, you're surrounded by like for a life group of people, and then like there's you, and then the other people who are being baptized. So, Do like, they like boo at you? Like boo your sin. <laughs> boo. <laughs> no. Become holy, holy, holy. <laughs> Dunk you under the water, and then you go and get changed, and then you have barbecue after. Okay, but for you guys, was it, like, did you have to get completely wet? Was it, like, the whole thing? Oh, yeah. If you didn't, if, like, this one little inch of your hair didn't get in that water, like, fuck, it's over. Like, you may as well just, like, have given yourself to Satan. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, (laughs) Like, usually we would have it in, like, one of those little, um, like, it's, like, a nice... 
kind of reminds me of like what a koi pond looks like. It has like nice Man, I have a story. Did I ever tell you the story of when I fell into my grandmother's koi fish pond? No, but I'm sure it's great. But sometimes they, <laughs> they have the nice little koi pond type deal that you get baptized in. It's like a, like a miniature hot tub. If they had to do like a mass baptism, <laughs> which sounds like a lot like a mass massacre. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if, if they had to do a mass baptism, they'd find like a hurricane harbor or something like on an off day and then <laughs> you'd get baptized in the wave pool when it's not on. God. <laughs> I love... I love that it's like not even holy water. Like we're not trying to make it holy water at this point. Well, no, it's see, just chlorine. See, for us, it was never about like the holy water. It's about like the spirituality yes, of like being submerged. It's like the Buddha's reawakening. I had this like, like teenage wet dream as like a super like Christian um, teenager of <laughs> getting baptized in the Jordan. Like, did, in did you, Israel. Did you like it? Huh? Did you like it? I haven't been. Like okay. the Jordan River. But, like, I feel like if you, you know, believe in baptism, that that would be, like, a really awesome experience. It does. I do want to go there one day. Yeah. I'd like to swim in the Dead Sea. Yeah. I mean, float. I mean, I would even, like, go as... I mean, this is how, like, I'm not super far away from religion, but, like, I would go up... I like the idea of the prayer wall. That sounds kind Oh, of the wailing cool. one? That sounds, yeah, it sounds kind of meta. Yeah, in Jerusalem. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of power there. Yeah, I agree. I definitely believe in, like, ethereal power. Yeah. I just don't really believe in, like, submission to men while at church. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember, <laughs> like, I remember, like, I was baptized at, like, 13 or something, and, like, the next time that we went to church, my mom was like, do you want to wear this veil? And I was like, what? And she was like, it means that you're in submission to men. And I'm like, Ugh. Is that like word for word? Yes. Jesus. And I was like, well, mom, you know, no, I don't. <laughs> and she was like, well, not all women wear it, but like, I do. And I'm like, God, Mom, I'm so sorry. Mentally. But at the time, I was still under, like, sexism's spell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I truly believe that, like, when you're ingrained in, like, a church like that, that it's not even weird to you. It just kind of is. Yeah. And then it's, like, later in life, and you're wondering, like, why was there never, like, any diversity in my church? Why was there only, like, old white men? Why was everything done by somebody that has, like, probably a small penis in his pants like <laughs> I or, totally or thought, I don't discriminate <laughs> I totally thought that like one day I was gonna get married and like that the man was gonna be the head of the household you know I think I did too like um what like a horrible life to live like I can't imagine I mean if you're if you're like down with the whole submission to men thing like that's cool I guess but I, I don't vibe with it yeah I like to have I like to feel that I'm in a partnership, not that I'm being controlled by somebody that's presumed to be better just because he has probably a small penis in his pants. When generally I feel like, I don't know, 
I've met some pretty dumb men in my life. Right. You know, it's like, I mean, I have a wonderful boyfriend and I love him dearly, but God, <laughs> you know, like if he was like supposed to be in charge of everything and boss me around, like, God, we'd be doomed. Like, you know, f- forgive me. I love you, honey. If you listen to this, I love you dearly, but God, um, and, you know, I think that he would also be in, like, agreement that we don't view our relationship as one is better than the other. And I 100% agree. Like, I don't think that it should be that way. Like, I think that the whole point of getting married is that you you form a partnership. If you want to have kids, you have kids. You raise them together. Mm-hmm. You have, like, differing opinions. You form something that's from both of you. If you want to have children and then you raise it to be... From both of you, your experiences, your past, you know, your hobbies, whatever, what your beliefs, whatever. And so, like, putting all of that responsibility on one person, not only would that suck, like, you, you know, that's just, like, a lot of responsibility, number one. And also, like, it's nice to feel like you're not doing it by yourself. It also is interesting to see that concept playing out now in the world as it is like our modern world where women work and like do shit because like there are still people who believe that like the man should be the head of the household and that generally like the women should do all the chores and stuff and like which you know i feel like in some ways like that would be a good setup if the man is the only one working then it makes sense for the woman to take care of the house and the kids and stuff yeah but only if she wants that only if she wants that and also like or if, like, they both talked and they were like, this would probably be the best decision for mm-hmm. us. And what I've seen it turn into, though, is there's still this reside, like, what's the word? I, Resent- ad- resentment? No, this residual, um, like, in, what's the word? Anyways, it's still around where we still have this idea that the women should do the household work in general and take yeah, care of Yeah, because it's like, in addition to having a job in a lot of cases now, where men tend right. to expect the woman to do that just because they do. Yeah, and it, I, th- I feel like all of that comes from, like, this idea that women are just have, like, all of these, like, maternal instincts. So, yeah. like, that... <laughs> I see a kid and I cringe sometimes. (laughs) You know, it depends on what time of the month that it is for me. Yes. But, like, you know, like, I'm not saying, I'm not, like, saying that I don't want children, but most of the time I'm just like, why would I want to give up my independence? Not going to lie. I like my independence. I like, you know, having just, like, me, my boyfriend, and our cat. Chica. I, I just she's great. Yeah, she is great. She's a little angel. Um she's you can hear her breathing over there. Yeah, she's got like some sinus problems. We're going to the vet soon. Um But yeah, I just yeah. I like if you if you decide that what's going to be best for you and your family is staying home and watching over your children and like taking care of the house and like really getting to like spend time with them and raise them and whatnot, like that's great. If you're a man and you want to do that while your per- your your partner goes to work, that's great. Like, I love the idea of a stay-at-home husband. Yeah, like, he can, like, cook me food while I go, like, rule the world and shit. That's beautiful. Brendan, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. But, like, just generally speaking, I hate how, like, so many, um, in my in my view, like, 
outdated um, views still have like so much grasp on 21st century women. Mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, those, those ideals are fine, but like realistically the people that are arguing that women need to stay at home, like they also like probably have a lot more financial stability mm-hmm. as well, because most people nowadays aren't able to live well Especially and have... Off of one person's income. Yeah, off of one person's income, just being, like, two people, let alone, like, you know, you add a pet and, like, 1,500 children on that mix, you know? Like, what, what is it, that, like, 20 kids and counting thing? I'm like, <laughs> God, like, what does her husband do? So she can just, like, sit and... Or, or really not sit. Well, now sit. they have a show. Well, yeah, now they have a show, but, like, Lord, the dough. <laughs> but, like, Lord, what did they do before then? Like, how do you afford... I how, don't know. Like, how can you buy food? Like, like, what do you do? I would love to see their budget for the year. Like, you know, and and some of, like, I remember, like, I, I, I was one of those weird kids that really enjoyed watching some of that because I was like, this is kind of like a crash and burn moment in oh. my opinion. Like, it's cool that she wanted to have that many kids. Like, okay. But also, like, you see, like, I mean, none of the kids would directly say that, like, I resent my parents for this. But also, like, they're just, like, I've basically had to share everything. Mm -hmm. And not just my own privacy, but also, like, my food. I've had to take, like, two-minute showers. Like, you know, and I'm like, okay, but can you imagine, like, if your mother had had a job? So, like, maybe you didn't have to do that? So you could have had, like, a little bit more freedom, privacy, um, a fuller belly, like, whatever the situation is. Do you, are those, do people who do that, are they usually just, like, they don't believe in birth control, or? I feel like that's part of it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, how some people believe that, you know, like, taking birth control is, like, interfering with God's plan for you or whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that, that's cute. I mean, we alter our bodies chemically in a lot of ways. Yeah, like GMOs. Oh, yeah. If you've ever eaten an apple in America, yeah, you might you. as well just take birth control. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, um, if you ever go to, like, um, like, home, like, homes, like, even from the 50s, and you see, like, how short the doorways are, it's the chemicals in the freaking food. What? Okay, so, like, you know, if you go to, like, people's home, if you go to, like, visit older homes, like, even from the 50s. Are they shorter? Yes. Like, everything is shorter. Like, you walk up, like, I remember this one time I went to, I went to um, Elvis Presley's home, Graceland, and literally every single doorway. Jimmy Stewart? He's pretty tall. (laughs) Haha. Anyway, I'm not calling Elvis, like, a shorty, but, like, also, I think that we tend to base, you know, doorways and things off of, like, Elvis. Not Elvis, but just, like, general height, you know? So Elvis is the standard. <laughs> Elvis is the standard. So, basically... That's an episode name. <laughs> Elvis is the standard. Um, uh, so... <laughs> so, but basically, you know, like, you go in there and... Elvis is the blueprint. You know, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> And the doorway is, like, two feet shorter than what people have, like, nowadays. And, like, you walk through and the tour guide, and, you know, I was, like, a 10-year-old kid. I'm, like, why the hell is this doorway so short? And they were, like, oh, you know, like, 
people used to be shorter back then. And then you think about it and it's like, the food. <laughs> it's definitely the food. All those GMOs and hormones and all that bad shit. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I eat a lot of bad shit because I can't afford to go to Whole Foods every day. Are you saying that there was more back then or there's more now? There's more now. So are GMOs making us taller? Because Probably. I don't know. That seems like a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. Natural selection. I suppose. <laughs> the Elvis standard. <laughs> can Elvis I, is the blueprint. <laughs> can I trademark that? <laughs> <laughs> How far are we along? Uh, we're at about uh, 26 minutes. Is this good? Oh, I saw the one and I thought we were an hour and a half in. So I kept no. looking over like, I'm stressed. No, you're good. Okay, sick. But yeah, um, that's a little bit about, uh, it's a bit about us. It's a bit church about the podcast. <laughs> a little bit about the podcast. Yeah. Um, hope you enjoy it. I hope you'll come back and actually like listen to us like yeah. bitch at each other. We're going to have like planned things um, i swear we're gonna plan this out <laughs> next week we're planning on talking about noah's ark the impossible ark the <laughs> fucking impossible ark i'm sorry but so much to unpack there i'm sorry but like when my parents got tickets to go to the creation museum and like one of their tickets was for the ark experience <laughs> i was like that's up in Kentucky, right? Yeah, I love that it's in Kentucky. Of course it's in Kentucky. <laughs> sorry if you live in Kentucky. Yeah, I'm really sorry, but your state fucking sucks. Okay, Brenna. Wow. <laughs> I love Kentucky. <laughs> it's the greatest place. That's fine. We just lost all of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we make like our can we make like a dedication episode called Bring Kentucky Back? Except I don't, I don't, we can like, I just, I don't think we had a whole lot of Kentucky oh to begin we with. We can pull, but. we can pull like a Jesus with, La with Lazarus, but it can be like us with Kentucky. We can bring them to life again. All right. We can make Kentucky great again. Oh God. Lazarus is a good episode. That was dead for three days, that right? That poor guy, like, yeah, he had like dogs like lapping at his wounds. Like, can you imagine be like being so scrawny? And so, like, nasty that, like, some old hoe dog on the side of the road comes up to you and he's like, well, this looks tasty. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Hope you'll come back after that sound experience. I'm hoping that I didn't scare you off. Welcome to our podcast. Religion made me do it. It did. Bye.